some arteries. We lift that up and pray, Lord, they'll get those test results back soon so they can figure out what they're going to do on that. Uh, but just pray you'll be with them. Uh, also, Miss Carol would like to pray for the Lynn Delbeck family, Lord. He did pass away and pray that you be with his family at this time and comfort them in a way that only you can. Uh, Vernon, you, Vernon praising you that his foot's uh, okay, got the cast off, and so we do thank the Lord for that as well. And um, uh, Miss Pauline uh, mentioning just to pray for everybody, Lord, certainly we all need prayer. And Miss Emma would like to pray for her daughter, Alice, uh, has some medical concerns there, Lord, that uh, we just want to lift those up to you. Pray, dear God, that uh, everything's okay, and Father, maybe just something small that could be taken care of uh, rather easily, so we lift her up to you this morning as well. And uh, Lord, we just pray you'll be with us uh, for this uh, next few minutes here with our Sunday school lesson as we get into the Word of God. Father, speak to our hearts in a way that only you can. Well, thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. All right, all right. So we are in John chapter 5, uh, looking there at the first 16 verses or so. And uh, I'll go ahead and grab some stuff. And are we still lit up, brother? It looks like it. All right. Praise the Lord. And uh, so uh, John chapter 5, and just we'll kind of there at your introduction, you'll see, you can kind of follow along there. I don't always follow the outline exactly, but uh, this is there for your uh, convenience, you know, later on and those types of things. Uh, but uh, we're looking at uh, an area in Jerusalem in the time of, of Christ. And uh, we hopefully you can remember where Jerusalem is, you know, uh, in relation to the nation of Israel and uh, I don't have that this morning, but, but this is a, uh, uh, a uh, whoops, I'm all messed up here. Here we go. All right. So this is a map uh, of Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem um, in Jesus' day. And, uh, you know, again, you've got to kind of take these things with a grain of salt, but I believe that it's pretty close. And uh, so we have here the city of Jerusalem, and you'll notice uh, up here uh, this little area right there where the arrow is, that is where the temple once sat thereabouts. Now, how many in here today, when you see a picture of Jerusalem, you see this big golden dome? How many have seen that before? Okay, so that's the area, and I don't believe the temple set right there, but, uh, uh, but a little north of there, I think. But generally, we're talking a few yards within that area. And so that's where the temple was. Now, this was the temple that Herod had built, okay? And uh, so not uh, Solomon's temple, not uh, the one that was built during Ezra and Nehemiah, all of that. Uh, this is the temple that Herod had built. And uh, so you see the temple there. Then you see that top arrow uh, up there. I'm not sure why all this popped up all of a sudden. It wasn't supposed to do that. But you see that arrow right, arrow right there. Um, that is uh, the pool of Bethesda. And actually, I think it might have been a few pools. Uh, the Bible says that there were five porches. In other words, there were some some platforms that were built around these, these waters that we're going to learn about. And so that just gives you kind of an idea uh, of the, the area there that we're looking at. So this is very close, okay, very close. Um, you're probably only talking from the temple to there, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred yards, so very, very close by, okay. And uh, so the Pool of Bethesda was also up in that area. It's not on this map. Uh, but if you read your Bible, you'll hear about the different gates that were put in. And uh, uh, there was, uh, they call it the sheep market, but there was actually the sheep gate that was right there. And uh, that's pretty significant because the, 
this was where the, uh, the animals were brought in that were going to be for the sacrifices for the temple. Okay, And so possibly there was some selling and trading going on, those types of things, uh, what have you. Uh, and so that's where they were brought in. Now, Bethesda means uh, house of mercy, uh, house of kindness. And um, uh, certainly we will see that you know, in Christ as he uh, heals this man that had some type of infirmity for 38 years. And uh, so, so that just kind of gives you an idea of some of the things that were going, uh, the area that is of what was going on. And so we have here the pool of Bethesda. Possibly this is kind of what it might have looked like, if you will. Um, I've shared with you before, I've got to go to Jerusalem. They've uncovered where they think that these pools were at. There's actually some structures there that, of course, you know, the, the building itself was gone, but those, what we might call a tanks or, or what have you, are, are still there, um, if, if that be the place, and it very well could be. And uh, so most of us that have read this story, it's, it's somewhat of a mystery. Uh, it's hard to accept, as the Bible says, that an angel would come down and trouble the water, that is, stir the water, and, and the first person in would be, would be healed. Um, and some people, you know, some good men of God, you know, have tried to really kind of explain that away. Um, but, you know, I've, I just take the position what the Bible says, amen. <laughs> I mean, I can't, you know, I can't, I'm not going to try to explain it away. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that it was a good angel or a bad angel. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I don't know, you know. But uh, all we have is what the verse says, and we'll get to that. And uh, so uh, I just take it at face value uh, for whatever that means. And there's a lot of good men that, that uh, don't, don't do that. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But, but the main teaching, though, and that's what's sad about this, is because the whole main teaching of this story gets lost in that. And it really doesn't have anything to do with that. Uh, the main teaching isn't about an angel stirring the water and, and people being healed, but it's about Christ's healing power, not just over physical sickness, uh, but, but, but of sin as well. And uh, so it, it's real important that we stay focused on these things, not get bogged down in things that we simply don't know about. Uh, because at the end of the day, when it comes to sin, only Christ can make the sinner clean, right? I mean, only Christ can, can make us whole. Um, and so, so we'll, we'll look at that. Um, uh, many, as it says there in letter B underneath your introduction there, many in the world are like the man at the pool of Bethesda, uh, spiritually speaking. Uh, they're looking for help. In this case, he needed somebody to help him. We're often looking for help in others, and we'll look at this in a little more detail, but not able to get it or to find it. But Jesus came, and he did help this man. Um, and uh, uh, certainly uh, without the aid of, of another individual and without the aid of the troubling of the water even, Jesus made him whole, okay? And uh, so I think that's important. And you see there on letter C, as Christians, and, and again, we need to be challenged ourselves as we're to be Christ-like, as Christians, we have the opportunity to help others by pointing them unto Jesus. I got the most delightful phone call yesterday. Uh, we had several uh, uh, out Tuesday, or Thursday night and, and even Saturday. I had several helping out with the snow cone. I wasn't able to help with the snow cone, but appreciate all those that went out. But uh, I mentioned Miss Dorothy, uh, of course, her daughter Edith, her husband Neil, and just great soldiers of the cross. And, and um, uh, Brother Neil, I mean, he, 
I mean, he, he's not afraid to tell somebody about Jesus, amen? He's very bold in that, Miss Edith as well. And um, uh, I got this phone call yesterday, and it was a, a lady, her name was Mary, pray for her. And uh, she, you know, said who she was, and, and she said, now, she said, now, I can't come this meeting today. I can't come this Sunday, but I'd like to, to visit your church. Is there any way you could come and pick us up? Um, by the way, she lives in Willow Springs, so pray about that. We might need some help with that. But anyhow, um, she called, and I was talking to her, and I said, well, that's great. And I said, can I ask you a question? And this is what I usually do. How did you hear about us? And she said, well, this very, very nice older couple, and as soon as she said that, I was like, Neil and Edith. <laughs> and uh, she said, I ran, to, ran into them at the store, and, and they just come up to me and started talking to me about Jesus. And, and at the end, they asked me if I'd like to be saved. And, and I said, yes, I would like to be saved. And, and uh, she said the, the, the lady, she couldn't remember their names, led me to, you know, uh, help me accept Christ as my Savior. And, of course, I said, well, that's fantastic, you know, amen. And, and uh, so, you know, if you died right now, where would you go? She said, I'd go to heaven. <laughs> and uh, so praise the Lord for that. And, and, and again, folks, that's, that's what we need to do. We need to point others to Christ, amen. Uh, and it's so important uh, that when we read these stories that we see, you know, we see uh, Christ's compassion for the lost. Will thou be made whole? Because that's uh, so important uh, to, to understand. So praise the Lord for that. So, uh, again, we're to uh, help others by pointing them to Christ. Um, you know, think about it. You know, there was a time in our life when we, too, were, were spiritually lame. You know, in other words, we were lost. And... And uh, with no way of helping ourselves, no way that anybody could help us be saved. You know, nobody can put you in the water. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, and, uh, but uh, Jesus has given us new life through faith in him. And, and for that reason, uh, we should be willing to, to share that with others. And uh, this man, uh, the Bible tells us that for 38 years he had this infirmity. Now, don't get confused there. I don't, you know, I've heard some sermons and preachers sometimes get carried away preaching. I don't know that he sat by this pool for 38 years, but certainly he had been lame for 38 years and had probably spent a great deal of time there over the years, uh, along with a lot of others that were there as well. Uh, and so even though all those years had come by, Jesus comes by and in an instant uh, he makes him whole. And uh, I think that that's uh, wonderful. Uh, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5, 7, Casting all your care upon him, that is Christ, for he careth for you. And that's shouting ground. I, I tell you, I, I thank the Lord for that. And I'm glad that Jesus is still saving today, aren't you? That's, uh, that's wonderful. All right, so number one, let's get into the, <clears throat> to the story here as we break these verses down, and then we'll get into what we learn and some principles. Uh, but letter A, uh, Jesus goes to Jerusalem to the pool of Bethesda. You can see there you're filling the blanks, so you can kind of be working on those as I read here. But uh, John chapter 5, beginning with verse 1, it says, After this, and what had happened previously before this, Jesus had healed a nobleman's son. It says, And after this there was a feast of the Jews, <clears throat> and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market, and that would certainly, I believe, indicating the gate as well, uh, the sheep market, a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folks, and we'll talk about that word impotent here in just a minute, 
uh, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at the certain season into the pool. Many have uh, uh, reckoned that a certain season to be once a year, possibly, probably, uh, into the pool and troubled the water, that is, stirred the water somehow. Uh, notice what it says, Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And so again, uh, some, some verses there that are certainly interesting as well, and uh, that's all the information we have about it. But uh, again, we're, we're not so focused on that, uh, uh, but, but what we're learning here spiritually. So we see, number one, uh, a great multitude of people. And again, you see the different uh, things that were wrong with them, um, you know, that uh, had some things going on there in verse 3 <clears throat> that lay near this pool. Again, they were waiting for the moving of the water. And the Bible says that an angel would trouble the water. That is, uh, uh, by his power, somehow the, the water would be moved or stirred, perhaps. Uh, and the Bible says that the first one in <clears throat> would be healed. And so certainly, you know, there was a, a tremendous belief there that these things were happening. I, I tend to believe that if, if it didn't work, then people wouldn't have been there, <laughs> you know. So, so again, there, there's all types of things. There's people who don't agree with me on that. But, but uh, again, we see there, though, you know, just uh, how sad that would be, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, boy, I, I hope I'm the one that can get there first. And there was probably a lot of carnality floating around there as well, you know, a lot of pushing and shoving, getting there early, those types of things. And uh, so, but uh, we see there, though, this, uh, mainly we see this great multitude of people that were, were you know, blind and lame, etc. halt. Uh, uh, that is, again, spiritually speaking, again, that's, that's the world. Uh, but there was a certain man, letter B, uh, laid by the pool. And it says there in verse 5, a certain man. Aren't you glad that, that Jesus, you know, he, he just focuses in on certain people. We talked about the woman at the well. He must needs go through Samaria to talk to this individual. Here we see him focusing in on one person out of the whole multitude. He says, and a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years, and uh, so, very simply put, he had an infirmity for 38 years. doesn't say exactly what, but if you read the verses there, he was laying, he couldn't move. So, possibly lame on his feet, perhaps. You know, there could have been a number of reasons why, but certainly he, was, he had no way of getting himself uh, around, I think we could safely say. So, he had this infirmity for, for 38 years. Then letter C, uh, we see that Jesus <clears throat> goes to the man. In verse 6, when Jesus saw him lie, so he's laying down, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, uh, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? And I love that little phrase, amen. I just, uh, I've heard songs, you know, that use it, have used it for their subject matter. It's just a great, great thought there. And so Jesus certainly asks the man, uh, would he like to be made whole? whole. Now, you and I, uh, you know, we, we have hindsight here. We have the Word of God. We've heard this probably preached and taught on. Uh, so we know that Jesus wasn't just talking about his physical problem. He was certainly talking about his spiritual problem. But we see the man isn't quite understanding all that. So we see how he answers here. He says, the impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. So we see right away that he wasn't looking for Christ to actually heal him, but maybe to help him to be healed, that is to get him into the water. 
Uh, he says, uh, he goes on to say, but while I am coming, while I'm trying to get there, another steppeth down uh, before me. And so again, now let's think about this spiritually speaking. Let's think about this, you know, as far as those who need to, see, to have salvation. He had no one to help him into the water. You know, uh, uh, you know no one can... We can certainly point you to Christ. You know, people can point you, give you the truth, but only Christ can save you, not a person, right? And, uh, but we see there that he had no one to help him into the water, and another would get to the water first. Now, we know when it comes to salvation that Christ is no respecter of persons, amen? I mean, isn't that wonderful that it's not about, uh, okay, who does the best, who gets to me first, you know, who runs the fastest, whatever the case may be. He will certainly save whosoever will. And so we thank, uh, we thank the Lord uh, for that. And so we jump on down here to letter E. We'll talk a little bit more about that and what we learn. But letter E, Jesus tells the man to rise up and walk. So we look there at verse 8 and 9. Uh, it say, Jesus, verse 8, Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. Uh, now remember, this was the Sabbath, and, and uh, you know, uh, we know how that usually goes, right? Uh, with the Jews, we'll talk about that. But uh, he says in verse 8, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately, amen, the man was made whole <clears throat> and took up his bed and walked. <clears throat> and on the same day, it was uh, the Sabbath. And uh, so the man was healed. We notice there that he took up his bed. Certainly he walked as well. And again, it's important to understand that this happened on the Sabbath day. Uh, this is really the, I think, I'm pretty sure I'm right, the, the first uh, time that the Jews really started talking about killing Jesus, as we'll see here, they wanted to slay him. And what I'm getting at is Jesus will go on to do similar things after this, but this is the kind of marks the beginning of him doing things on the Sabbath day. Uh, and that really draw drawed a lot of negative attention towards Christ because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. Uh, people were being healed on the Sabbath, doing things on the Sabbath, like here he wasn't supposed to carry his bed. Uh, and so forth. So this really uh, was that, that point in time that kind of got the ball rolling uh, towards the Jews uh, uh, coming against Christ. And uh, so hopefully everybody's got all that jotted down on your notes there. Okay. All right. So we go to letter F. Uh, as mentioned already, the Jews become upset. We'll go ahead and read on down to the end here, uh, the rest of the passage. John chapter 5, beginning with verse 10. It says, The Jews therefore said unto him, That was cured. Not, praise the Lord, I can't believe you're walking, <laughs> but uh, it's Sabbath day, it's not lawful to carry thy bed. <laughs> Isn't that pitiful? That's, that's sad. Verse 11, he answered them, he that made me whole, the same said unto me, take up thy bed and walk. Then asked they him, what man is it that uh, which said unto thee, take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed, uh, wist, in other words he didn't know, Wist not who it was, for Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. So he kind of just absorbed into the crowd. Now notice afterwards, Jesus findeth him. That's the man that had been healed. We'll talk about this verse in just a moment in the temple. And said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. Uh, the man departed, verse 15. Uh, so he departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus. So he went back, told them, said, It was this guy which had made him whole. And notice verse 16, Therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him, that is to kill him, because he had done these things on uh, the Sabbath day. 
Uh, and so again, uh, kind of a sad situation there. But the Jews are upset uh, because the man was carrying his bed on the Sabbath day and also because Jesus uh, healed on the Sabbath day as well. So it just really shows you the, the hardness of their heart. Okay, now we're going to back up and look at verse 14. Jesus' warning to the healed man, we'll read it again We're in verse 14. Uh, so uh, he has uh, healed the man. The man has found him again after being questioned. Verse 14, afterward Jesus found him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Now he goes on to say, Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. And... Uh, I think that's important, and we'll, we'll revisit this thought here in just a moment, but the man may have had the infirmity in this case. Now, this wasn't always the case, and I want to really stress this, because even Jesus said this wasn't always the case. But in this case, this man may have had the infirmity. Many, believe, you know, many scholars believe that it was, has to do with the Greek and all that, but, but um, he had the infirmity because of some type of sin in his life. In other words, he... There were some issues in this man's life uh, which were uh, uh, resulted in this, uh, this problem that he had. And uh, henceforth, he's, he's warning him here, hey, look, you know, this is, this is something that I've done for you. And I think it's significant uh, that, uh, you know, less something worse uh, come, comes upon you. So I think that that's important. We'll talk about that again uh, here in just a moment. So that finishes up the story, and we'll get into what we learned after this, but does anybody have any questions or comments uh, as far as the story goes or anything, you know, anything at all? Okay. All right. All right. You guys are quiet today. All right. That's okay right now, but I hope you're not that quiet during the preaching. Amen. Amen. All right. Number two, what we learn. All right. So letter A. So first thing we learn here, uh, there on your notes, uh, he thought Jesus was talking about getting into the water. And so again, uh, we read there, uh, you know, that uh, Jesus asking to be made whole. Then in verse 7, he says, well, I want to, but I don't have anybody to put me in the pool. So he wasn't looking at Jesus as Messiah. Jesus is healing him uh, as he could. But, you know, he's, he's like, you know, uh, yeah, I need help, but, but I, I'm, I, he's still looking towards man. And so he thought Jesus was talking about getting into the water. And uh, so the man was focused on man helping him. Uh, and we see that a lot today, you know. Even when people come to a, a church or, or maybe reading their Bible, they're still looking at it more as what can, you know, what can somebody do for me uh, and, and really not focusing on what Christ can do for them. Number two there, underneath letter A, many rely on what they or others can do uh, even for spiritually healing. But as it says there on your notes, healing comes from God. Amen. Uh, and certainly when it comes to salvation, that is true. But I believe when it comes to any type of healing, it, it certainly has to come from God. Uh, he may use all types of methods for that to happen. But ultimately, uh, healing does, does come from God. And so the man, you know, certainly at this point, uh, now very quickly, he's going he's gonna to figure it out. But um, at this point, he's still not uh, understanding what Jesus meant about being made whole. And so we, uh, we continue on uh, with this thought here a little bit, because this is really, I think, the main teaching of the lesson. And so the man represents many in the world today uh, being spiritually impotent. Uh, impotent means feeble and diseased. And when it comes to us spiritually, anybody 
that's lost, in other words, still under uh, their sin debt, they, they, are, they are spiritually impotent, they are feeble, they are diseased. Um, you know, uh, I've mentioned this before, oftentimes, you know, we tend to focus on symptoms of the sin disease, you know. Um, uh, this morning, we're going to, during our preaching hour, we're going to be talking about leprosy. And uh, there was a lot of things concerning the symptoms of leprosy. But, but really what people need to be is they need to be cured, you know, of the, of the sin, right? Uh, and when that happens, the symptoms go away. Amen. I mean, that's, that's boy, I tell you, that's, that's what we don't understand. Uh, and so uh, that man, uh, spiritually, he represented everybody in the world. When it comes to our sin, we are feeble and diseased. We have absolutely no way of helping ourselves. He couldn't get to the water, uh, and, and really nobody would help him to the water. <clears throat> but spiritually speaking, that wouldn't, nobody can help you into the water. Amen? I mean, it's, it's, uh, we're, we are hopelessly, desperately lost with no way in ourselves or from anybody else to be saved but by the grace of God. And that's really what we need to see when we see this lame man. Uh, and certainly that, that is true. We certainly learn that. I would say that's probably the most significant thing, in, in my opinion, uh, that, that we do learn. Okay, so let's carry on. As this man was, they were waiting, waiting on the wrong thing. Uh, in this case, you know, and I see this today, uh, a lot of people are waiting for a moving instead of a believing. And how many times, you know, that we talk to people about salvation or we, you know, I mean, I, I talk to people, you know, even at this altar, there's been times when I've talked to people that I could tell they're wanting God to do some type of, you know, uh, ecstatic, you know, some type of emotional, you know, thing in their life instead of just simply believing what God says, you know. Uh, and I think that was the case for this man, you know. Whatever he had seen, he had seen something that, that certainly spoke to his heart. Uh, but, you know, uh, listen, it's about believing. Wilt thou be made whole? Jesus did what he did. With, I mean, Jesus could have done that. He didn't have to be by that pool to do what he did. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and it's the same thing, uh, same thing today. But a lot of people, are, they're waiting on some type of moving. And that word, you know, moving there could be, you know, we could go in all kinds of different directions there instead of just simply uh, uh, believing what, what God is, is telling us. Um, letter D, we also see that spiritual lameness can last a long time. In this case, this man for 38 years. You know, and uh, again, there's uh, people that uh, can live their whole life lost. You know, and that's sad, isn't it? I mean, you know, we, we, we may even know people. Uh, but at the same time, they can still be saved, right? And uh, so they can be healed of that. So I think that's important. Uh, letter E, <clears throat> many of the spiritually lame have no one to help them. And uh, we've, we've hit on this a little bit already. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, what I want to look at it from this point is as we as believers, um, listen, you know, they might be looking for salvation in something or someone else. Uh, we can't save them, but we should help others to Christ. In other words, point them to Christ. Um, and, uh, you know, I gave you the little testimony about the woods. And by the way, that ain't the first time that's happened with the woods. I don't, I don't know how many doors I've knocked on and come to find out, 
you know, Todd's been coming. You know, uh, Neil talked to him about Christ several years ago. You know, I mean, he's just like everywhere. Neil's everywhere. Me and Neil and Edith, so I think that's great. And, uh, but uh, uh, believers should help others to Christ, amen? Uh, I, I think that that's very, very uh, important. Uh, let's see here. We'll motor on along here. Uh, letter F, uh, spiritual lameness is healed instantly and completely. Uh, we do not become saved over time. Um, you know, I've, I've run into this. I, I share with you here lately, uh, well, it's been a few weeks ago, uh, how several uh, at the prison have gotten saved, and we baptized eight uh, uh, here just a few weeks ago, and it was a great time in the Lord. Uh, but there was more that was signed up to be baptized until they talked to me. You say, well, that don't sound right. Well, they, were, they, were, they weren't looking at it right, you know, and I just told them, I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to baptize you. <laughs> because they were looking at, well, I, you know, in other words, one of them said, well, I said, you need to accept Christ now. And he said, well, no, I can't do that till I get baptized. He said, I I'm going to get saved and baptized all at the same time. And, and I said, no, no, he had church Christ background. And I said, well, that's, that's not what I do. This is a Baptist service. We baptize believers, you know. And uh, talking to him, several others kind of figured out where I was coming from, and, and they didn't get baptized. And... Uh, and you say, well, that's too bad. No, it's not. You know, I don't want to ever do something that gives somebody a false sense of hope. You understand what I'm saying? I want them to understand, look, you've got to get saved and then baptized. Baptism doesn't save you. That's not what this lesson is over, but that's an example of being saved through a process. Okay, now I believe, so now I'm going to take this step, and now I'm going to take this step, and now I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. But that's not in the Bible. This man was immediately made whole. And it's the same thing today. As soon as we accept Christ as our Savior, we are as saved as we will ever be, by the way, for eternity. <laughs> Amen? And uh, so it doesn't come in, in stages, all right? Now, some may argue, well, what about, you know, God getting a hold of your heart and you think about things and, you know, and pretty soon your heart softens up and you get saved? Yeah, I, I buy that. But the actual salvation process is instant. Okay, it's instant, and I think that's important uh, to understand. I will say this, I, I don't care what anybody says, it doesn't get easier to get saved, it gets harder to get saved. I will say that, okay, I will say that. All right, so, letter F. All right, letter G. Uh, some are more concerned about what you are doing instead of why you're doing it, you know, the Jews. Uh, I mentioned earlier, and it's on your notes here again there, the Jews ignored the fact that a miracle, that only God could do it happened. I mean, only God could do that. And it wasn't like, praise the Lord, God is, you know, God is here. It's, uh, uh, he ought not be carrying his bed. <laughs> you know, and uh, that's sad, you know, and we see things like that today as well. Uh, number two, instead of rejoicing with and for the man, they condemn the man. You know, and, uh, you know, uh, I know some of you shared your testimony with me, and I, I've, I went through a little bit of this myself. You know, when you get saved a little later in life and you have a testimony, you know, in the world that didn't honor God, you know, and then you, one day you're saved and, you know, people hear about it, you know, they're, they're looking at you sideways, you know. And uh, so a little bit of that going on. Number three, the Jews, though, they wanted to kill Jesus for healing on the Sabbath. And so they were particularly upset with, with, with Jesus. And uh, certainly that, uh, 
uh, would continue to grow uh, with the Jews, although some Jews did get saved, even Pharisees, so we do thank the Lord for that. But overall, they, they really began to look hard at Christ here. And then uh, letter H, uh, we mentioned this a while ago, there are worse things that can happen in your life. I mean, we think about this, you know, 38 years of some type of infirmity, you know, boy, that's terrible. But Jesus makes it clear here, and he warned the man that there were things worse than being lame for 38 years. You know, um, there are worse things than having cancer. There are worse things than losing a loved one. There are worse things, right, out there. Uh, now, in this case, Jesus was warning this man uh, that had been lame for 38 years. And, of course, you know, really what this points to is, is the worst thing is to die without Christ as your Savior. You know, I mean, that's, I mean, there's nothing worse than that, right? You know, than, than to be separated uh, from God forever. Uh, and so certainly that's a, a, a very solemn warning there. Okay, so we'll uh, finish up here with our, our principles to be applied. But before we do that, any questions or, or comments? Amens or hallelujahs? Okay, all right. If uh, you're alive, say amen. All right, about half of you are alive, so that's good. <laughs> Amen, I'm just, I'm just picking on you. All right, number three, uh, principles to be applied. I don't think there's any fill in the blank. Yep, just right there for you. And uh, uh, so Bethesda, as I said, means house of mercy, and that is what Jesus gave the lame man. And again, this is really, to me, the the main focus and teaching of this. Just like the woman at the well and others we've already studied, Jesus went to where he was. You know, um, God saves whosoever, amen. He, he is in the individual business, and, and we praise the Lord for that. Uh, the man had to make a decision, wilt thou be made whole? You know, uh, we don't believe this notion that Calvinists believe that God's picked some to be saved and some not to be saved. Uh, we believe what keeps a person unsaved is believing, unbelief. You have to make a decision, amen? Uh, your own volition, your free will, uh, you have to decide uh, to, to accept Christ as your Savior. We've talked about this. Jesus healed him immediately uh, you know, of that, and certainly a picture of salvation. Uh, we are saved immediately. As soon as we accept Christ as our Savior, uh, we are indwelt at that very moment with the Holy Spirit of God, and we become a child of God, plus or minus nothing else. Amen? And so we praise the Lord for that. And then number four, we didn't read this verse, but Jesus uh, uh, was doing the work of his Father. And that's important to understand uh, as well. We'll go ahead and read that verse and we'll be done. But it says, after they you know, were persecuting him, Jesus answered them. So I believe they were you know, doing this to his face. They, they were persecuting him. He says, but Jesus answered them, My Father worketh hitherto, and I work. And uh, so Jesus was doing the work of his father. Um, and again, the challenge again there is for us today. We're, we're, to, out, we're to be out doing the work uh, of the father ourselves. We're to be out uh, witnessing and, you know, whether it's snow cone card or going out weekly on visitation, what have you, uh, sharing tracks at the gas station, you know, uh, at the store, what have you. We're, we're to be doing those things um, and certainly uh, that is the work of the Father, amen? And uh, hey, that's why this church is here. That's the only reason Central Calvary Baptist Church is here, is to share the gospel with others, amen? And there's a lot of other little things that go with it, 
but it's all pointing people to Christ. If we don't do that, then we're, we're not doing what we need to be doing, right? And uh, so some principles to be applied. All right, all right. Well, I'm bound determined to get a comment out of somebody in this room. All right, Brother, Brother Bob. <laughs> yes. Sure. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, amen. Yeah, amen. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Right, amen, amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, so again, you know, a great evangelistic lesson here that Brother Bob's pointing out. And, and uh, uh, you know, we, we see that working in this man's life as well uh, that we looked at. And, and really that application could be made to several of these stories we've already looked at, you know, in, in the very same way. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? All right, that's it. We, we are done. We'll go to the Lord in prayer, and then uh, you can be dismissed. All right. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessings of life, your love, mercy, your grace. Thank you for this wonderful story, Lord, uh, of uh, the, uh, this uh, man by the pool here of Bethesda, Lord. And what a, what a great question, Lord. That's, that's the gospel there. Wilt thou be made whole? And uh, so, Father, I hope and pray that uh, each and every one of us, Lord, that are here this morning, Lord,